Hello, everyone, and welcome to the In Squash podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Gibson, and uh, today is uh, episode 44. And uh, shortly after this one, I'll be uh, putting out episode 45. So we're going to have two this week uh, with the absence of uh, one from last week. I think it's been a week and a half since uh, I posted uh, a podcast uh, episode, which is uh, uh, no, my goal is to try to get one a week out there, and uh, this week we'll have two, and it's a double scoop of uh, Canadian squash this week. Uh, episode 44 today, uh, we have uh, world number 35 and Canadian number two, Holly Naughton, on the podcast. And uh, episode 45, which will follow shortly after this one, we have recently elected a new president of Squash Canada, and prolific uh, Masters 50-plus player Steve Wren on the podcast. So two great guests uh, uh, from Canada uh, this week. So uh, looking forward to uh, putting those up on uh, uh, up on the podcast uh, website for us, for us all to listen to. Now, uh, over the summer, uh, the summer's fast coming to an end, and uh, I just started playing. Uh, I played my first serious match the other day. I'd been running a lot, uh, pretty hard runs, uh, 5K runs, but like fart-like runs, so uh, like running uh, four or 500 meters hard and then uh, two or 300 meters at a, you know, as a slow jog. And I really felt, uh, I felt, I feel good. I feel light and I feel like I'm moving well. But um, nothing ever translates uh, to real action on the squash court, it seems, because, uh, man, oh, man, I, I was so sore yesterday after playing uh, uh, for about an hour the other day against a, a younger guy, a good player, and uh, didn't really feel like I was overextending myself in the match but uh yesterday uh, i was very very stiff uh today i'm feeling a bit better so i guess that's uh, that's a good sign normally after a hard match uh, sometimes it takes two or three days uh before you can uh, sit down comfortably but uh feeling better today so i think i'll just uh roll with the punches as we say and uh keep on uh, going forward, uh, I'm going to try to get to the gym, play a bit more, and looking forward to uh, a more productive uh, squash year this year than last year, and that's all we can ask for. Uh, so hopefully the same uh, goes for you guys. You had a good summer. Maybe you stepped away from the game a little bit, or maybe you didn't, but uh, the season for many of us is uh, coming up, so let, let's hope it goes. Uh, we're all ready to hit the ground running, I guess. Um, now, uh, we've got the, uh, in terms of squash activity, there are several events coming up. Uh, we've got the Pan Am Squash Championships in the Cayman Islands, which uh, Holly uh, and the Canadians uh, obviously will be playing in uh, starting tomorrow, I believe. And uh, that, that has uh, implications on the actual Pan Am game seedings, uh, I think. Uh, so if they do well, they'll get a... Uh, a, a seating that, that would be to their advantage when the Pan Am Games roll around uh, next year. So uh, the Pan Am Games, the Pan Am Squash Championships coming up uh, should be exciting. Then the China Open, uh, which follows shortly after that. I think several players will be playing in that. Uh, that that's a, I think that's a super serious event or or big bigger money event. But we also have the Hong Kong Football Club event, which... Uh, uh, also includes the Hong Kong threes. So uh, uh, I was a little late uh, uh, 
I hadn't really thought of uh, the Hong Kong three, putting together a team for the Hong Kong threes. That's when you put together a team of uh, maybe three players, three solid players. And I think, I'm not sure if they have um, ability divisions like uh, Division One, Two, Three, like that, but you can put together a team and then compete against uh, other teams that are there. And I was thinking uh, maybe putting together a team of guys either from here or just a mix of players, uh, of friends, and maybe going over next year. So if any of you are, are keen uh, to maybe play in the Hong Kong Threes next year, uh, let me know and um, let's put together a team. Maybe we can put three or four teams together. It's really uh, a great event. I played in it uh, one year, several years back, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, and it's in conjunction with the PSA event, the Hong Kong Football Club uh, Open. Uh, with and the venue is fantastic. It's small but uh, cozy, and it's in the heart of uh, the city, more or less. So uh, I think everyone would enjoy that. So give it some thought and let me know if you're interested. Uh, now, uh, for today uh, on the podcast, we have Holly Naughton. I really enjoyed chatting with her. Uh, during the podcast, you hear uh, what's going to happen is. Uh, you're going, we're going to jump right into uh, mid-podcast, not mid-podcast, but in the middle of a, a topic in the podcast. Why? Well, it's the second time I've done it. Um, I forgot to record at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, I, caught, I knew that. I sort of caught it about two or three minutes in. So there was no uh, introduction uh, like I usually do and no sort of uh, little... Uh, the first couple of questions anyways uh, uh, aren't there, but I do uh, provide a summary of that as you'll hear uh, shortly. So my apologies to, to you, the listeners, and also especially uh, to Holly, which uh, uh, I, I already uh, apologized <laughs> uh, on the podcast, but uh, hopefully it doesn't happen again. It's happened, it happened once before. I think it was at, uh, one of the earlier episodes with uh, Nick Sackfee. Uh, he was in uh, was at the Nationals in, in Calgary, uh, Canadian Nationals this year. And uh, I unfortunately realized it at the end uh, of the interview. It's only happened uh, the once in uh, 43 episodes. So um, I'm going to have to make sure the team uh, uh, reminds me to, to check uh, and, and make sure I start recording, maybe even before the guest arrives uh, in the uh, for the interview, but anyways, uh, I digress. I hope you uh, you enjoy this podcast. It was really uh, a good one. So enjoy uh, Holly Naughton episode forty four. Me and Michelle in the final, and I thought what was really interesting and good was that I think both of us felt like he was rooting for us, and I think for a good coach to have that ability to make your player feel like you're on their side, even though you're coaching both of them, um, was, is really special and something that I don't think many coaches or many people ever have the ability to do that. Um, he always, you know, was there and great to talk to. And, you know, when you're feeling down, he'd pick you up. And I thought that was, I really liked that about Mike. And then obviously, He's so good technically. He can oh, yeah. pick out you know, the little things in your swing and um, also, you know, just strategy and that um, he's really good at. But I thought, you know, his, the way he definitely his uh, think he thinks outside the box a lot. I mean, I, I had him on my podcast a while ago and I, I don't really like the sound of my voice, so I won't listen to, to these uh, after I edit them. But 
his is the one that I've listened to uh, several times. It's just so, he's got so many really interesting things to say about the game that perhaps you may not have thought of before. Yes, exactly. And he, he can analyze things really well. You know, he, if you're playing someone, he can watch and he'll analyze it and pick up on little things that, you know, they do well or they don't do well. And the same thing for your own game, you know, he'll watch and he can pick up little tweaks that you need to make um, to help you get to that next level. By the way, uh, Holly, I just uh, uh, a few minutes ago realized that I hadn't recorded. <laughs> I didn't oh, press no. the button. But no, we only missed the first part. So to all the listeners, uh, apologies. Uh, we missed out on some, you know, where, where, where Holly got her start. She moved to Canada from England uh, at a young age, didn't uh, pick up the game until she arrived in Canada. And she spent, uh, you spent the summer uh, at your best friend or one of your good friend's weddings in England, and you just happened to be there training in Pontefract as well. Does yeah. that, that sum everything up, Holly? That pretty much sums everything up. <laughs> then I also uh, uh, be remiss to mention that, that you're world number 35 currently, two-time Canadian Open champion, uh, two-time winner at least, but two big wins on the PSA Tour, on the women's tour, uh, the ORC Open and the Nicola Wealth Open, and you're preparing for the Pan Am Games. I think that covers Yes. Sorry about pretty that. Bone, uh, <laughs> rookie mistake. <laughs> Yeah. that's okay at least yeah. we didn't get to the end <laughs> exactly well that uh, I've, this is episode 44 and this happened once it, uh, Nick Sackley <laughs> with Nick um, uh, and he was uh, we realized it at the end and he came on the next day and did it again so uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was that was funny but uh, almost happened again Holly oh dear glad you caught it <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, so Mike, uh, obviously, I mean, we know what he, uh, a great coach, great guy. Um, but now you, you've been spending a lot more of your time, uh, not only in Pontefract, but I think a lot more of your time, uh, with, uh, David Palmer. Uh, when did you uh, start working with David and, uh, yeah, when did you start working with him and how did that come about? Uh, so I've been working with David now, I think for about four or five years. Mm -hmm. um, it's quite a while. Uh, pretty much about a year after I turned pro. Um, we had some training stint money um, from Squash Canada, and it wasn't enough to really go too far away um, to make the most of it. So I um, can't remember who exactly. I think it might have been Melanie Jans, who I was working with at the time, um, she used to be based in Orlando and obviously knew David um, and said, I think it'd be good for you to go down there and, you know, mm. have a little bit of training with him and see how it goes. And then also, um, I didn't know at the time, but my old coach, whom David Heath, um, who moved back to Liechtenstein, um, had said to my mom, apparently, that he thought it would be really good for me to go train with him you know, to work on the fitness component of things, um, which I found out only later after I went to see him. Uh, so that's how it got started. I went down to train to do, a, I think, a, two weeks down there um, mm -hmm. and loved it and asked if he would be willing to let me come back and be my kind of full-time coach. And he said yes. So I've been working with him since then. 
That's awesome. I mean, we all know David. Uh, uh, I mean, he, he had the, uh, the appropriate nickname, the Marine on tour. I guess he had that for a reason. Uh, how was it, uh, the, the adjustment to his, uh, I guess, the fitness training side of things? Was that something maybe you, maybe you didn't, uh, maybe you neglected a little bit or something you just needed to work on uh, a little more and David uh, offered you uh, offer you that opportunity to work on it with him? Yeah, yeah, I think, I wouldn't say I necessarily neglected it, I just don't think I did it to the intensity that I should have been doing it to. Right. And obviously didn't know exactly what I should have been doing either. Um, and it was definitely something, it was a bit of a wake-up call. Um, <laughs> after the first maybe three days i was like i can't move yeah, getting yeah. out of bed was like you just roll out and fall out and hope someone picks you up off the floor um well squash but, is such a crazy game like that I, I i mean i've been training not i mean just i've been running really hard all summer doing like 400s 500s and i just i didn't really play much but i played yesterday i can't walk today squash is a crazy game yeah it doesn't seem to matter what you do in the gym how you just you still end up so sore after playing a game of squash it's every summer I do the same thing I take a few weeks off and the first game back I'm like how can I be so sore I've been doing all this gym work and thinking I'm hitting all these muscles and yet still sore after squash <laughs> yeah is there is there something maybe that within David's approach that helped you overcome that maybe a bit more than you had in, in previous, or I guess you've been working with them now for five years, but more than you had uh, in the past, maybe helped you overcome these little uh, uh, sort of inability to uh, recover as quickly? Yeah, definitely. I think um, a lot of the training that he does is also a mental strengthening side of it. Um, mm. And a couple summers ago, um, he, he loves the 300 court sprints. Um, uh -oh. and yeah, it's not fun. Um, <laughs> so I spent a whole summer doing 300 court sprints every so you, other day. What, what's, uh, uh, 300, um, can you elaborate on that for us? So you, so we didn't start off doing 300 right off the bat. So the goal is to get 20 in a minute and keep that consistent so for the whole front, time. Front end, but just... To the front, that's one. Forth, yeah. Running to the front wall and then back. Um, front and back so is one or front no, is no, one? Front, one, then back two. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. And so the aim is to do 300 in a row under 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> okay. But it's obviously gets your speed up. So, um, and it's, it's really a massive mental um, challenge because you know you're it's pretty boring you're just running back and forth for about yeah. 15 minutes <laughs> um yeah, yeah. And, but it was something if you were I, I can i can kind of see it though if you're in in a rally you 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 throw a ball in a racket and running around like that on a court you're you've had you've added something exciting to it so that you're you're able to to run 300 court sprints but now now you're excited about it because you've got a ball in a racket yeah. Exactly. Um, it's definitely better to do it while if you're playing, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but it, it was, I know after that summer of doing that, um, I just felt nothing would phase me. I was, you know, 
Mm. any match I got into, I knew that fitness wise, I'd be fine. Um, that I survived that and done it all summer. And, um, and it was something that each time you did it, you improved, which was rewarding and made you want to do it again, even though it was, you know, every night before I would be counting my steps to the front wall and back and not sleeping very well, having nightmares over running these court sprints, but you'd have improvement every single time. And a lot of the stuff that, you know, David gets us to do is you do get instant gratification because you can see the improvement. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, definitely, you know, working with him, especially on the fitness side has helped a lot mentally as well as physically. Yeah, I watched uh, a couple of your matches, not uh, not in the lead up to this, but uh, I think I, I yeah I watched your final this year in the Canadian Nationals, and you didn't look. I mean, you looked very fit in, in all in, in your matches in that in that event. Is that do you do those like once or twice a week? Would you do that a uh, three the three hundred? So or? I haven't done the three hundred court sprints in a while. Um, okay. I have I have to be a little careful um, well, with my cast now for a few. You've got some big big events coming up don't you yeah I do I do um I've just that was kind of for a summer and then every now and again when I go down he'll get me to run them just to kind of see where I'm at um but they're just not they're not quite as in my routine as much as they were a few years ago right um just uh, I guess you built up to it and now you know you can do it and if you have to uh go there again you you do I guess yeah, exactly. Um, obviously, training's changed a little bit, um, working on slightly different things than we were a few years back. A few years back, it was just trying to get me in better shape, and now it's kind of working on more specific yeah. things. Well, last year, you, you, you did well to qualify for several, several big events, including the World Championships, the Cow Open, Cleveland, and Hong Kong. And then once into the main draw, you seemed to play pretty well uh, even though you lost I think most of your first round matches but you played well and did well in the games in those games uh, against players ranked above you so it seems like you're not that far off from getting it to the next level Uh, now that you're fit or fitter than you were five years ago what what's next in terms of getting beyond getting to that next level do you think Um, I think just a little bit more consistency and um i think the mental side of things is kind of what i've been working on a lot um just have having that self-belief a bit more yeah um you know like you said i had some close matches yes the game scores were were very close against some very good players so uh, you're not that far off it looks like yeah, but so I just think, you know, being in that situation a bit more as well and playing those players um, more is going to help. Um, obviously, it's it's just a different quality of game and standard of pace and everything. So it's just getting used to it and being able to hang in there and, you know, when they their ability to change things up when it's not working um, is a lot better than lower-ranked players and myself as well. So I think it's just also been when I'm in those matches um, and they change something, my ability to adapt and, you know, change it. So then it's back onto them again. Um, whereas I kind of just keep doing what I'm doing and it gets a little predictable and then they can, they change 
they adapt to what I'm doing and I'm like, oh, now what do I do? Um, (laughs) No, I just watched, uh, it was on, I think it was on squash TV or something that was high, the highlights of your match against Renine El Walili, I think. And uh, they showed a few points that you had won and it, wow. I mean, you were, it wasn't like uh, she was running you around. You, you were like, you put the ball away and uh, very efficiently winning, winning the rallies uh, in the highlights that they showed of the, I don't know if you've seen that footage. Yes. Yes, I have. I've uh, watched that so, match over quite a few times. Yeah. I mean, she, she's an amazing player. I, I saw her play in Dubai. I mean, she, she's the Shabana on the women's side, I would say just the way she, she she moves and controls the ball and to have played that well against her must be you know must be satisfying to know that you're not that far really I, I don't think you're that far off yeah no definitely I think that was definitely a big match that um obviously made me think oh um I, you know I'm I'm not that far away yeah um but at the same time, I still am. <laughs> That's the difference between the top players. You know, they when it looks like they're down and out, they figure out a way and to come back. And especially well, someone of Renine's talent. You also just need a bit of luck, don't you? Because it just it seems like you know you you see some players like let's say Amanda Sobi or or even Olivia. Uh, they they get a win a win over a couple of wins, and then suddenly they've got the confidence and they 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 start to build on it. Um, Maybe that exactly. something like that, that. That's all you really need, I think. No, for sure. Yeah, just that. You just need that one win, and then you believe in you again. It all comes down to the mental component and the self belief. Once you get that one win, you've got the self belief that you can do it, and um, then you'll probably, you know, relax a bit more when you're in those situations again. And yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, now, Canadian women's squash, uh, I, I mean, I, I think it's as strong as it's ever been, if not the strongest that it's ever been. Sam's at 32, you're yourself at 35, Danielle at 42, uh, Nikki and Nicole at 52 and 61, uh, respectively. So is it a coincidence or is it something that, as a group, perhaps, that you guys uh, see this happening and maybe you talk about it amongst yourselves that, uh, you know, that we've got something good going here. Um, I would say we do obviously talk and, and say, you know, like this is good. It's good that we're all moving up at the same, but I think the reason why we're all moving up in the rankings and is because we have, there's, you know, four or five of us that are all, pushing each other you know you know that you can't slack off because you know Danielle's pushing me to get better and then obviously you know we got Sam and we're all just working as hard because we know that each one of us wants to beat each other and um, it just keeps pushing to get better and I think if you look at any country that has um, good players you know Egypt prime example there's so many players um that it forces people to keep pushing to get better. So it brings the level of play up. Um, and we're just lucky that we've got that now going with the females. Um, hopefully we've got some juniors that choose to turn pro and keep working hard. But I think that's the reason why we're all moving up is because there is a few of us that are pushing each other to keep get better. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned earlier uh, that you've been to the Canadian national final, I think four times, correct? 
Yeah. 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 And you've won twice. And now obviously, uh, last year was quite, was, uh, you know, I, I watched it and it was very close. And there, I think I remember at the end, there was a, a let call or something that, that was kind of, you know, it could have gone either way. And that kind of turned the match a little bit, but, uh, you lost in the final to Danielle, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm, just wondering how proud you were of, of her on that day ha- with her having um, been to four finals up until that point, winning her first. Yeah, no, I was super happy for her. Um, I think she thoroughly deserved it. Um, she um, had a really good second half of season um, and was working hard. And throughout the whole championship, she, I thought she showed that she was a one. She was there to win it, and um, she definitely deserved to win that one. I was um, happy for her, especially home soil. Yeah, always going to have a little bit of an advantage. Obviously, the last few finals have been in Toronto, um, where I would say I probably had a bit more of the home court advantage and home crowd, should I say? Um, uh, whereas she had it this year, and I think it definitely helped her um, to get the win. Bit of altitude, um, yeah. uh, playing at altitude as well there. Yeah, yeah. The altitude doesn't usually bother me. Um, yeah. I, it's not that it's great. Not like Columbia uh, or anything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, the, the air's still clean. It's not like Mexico where you end up, you know, stuff's coming out that you're like, how, that's just gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So at least the air quality is nice, um, too, but, and it's not as high as the other places, but definitely has an influence on it. She's obviously used to it. Um, no, it was, whereas, a good fi- it was a great final. I, I really enjoyed watching it. And, you know, although you lost, I thought you fought well right until the end. And then, uh, you know, uh, it, was, it, it was good to see. It would have been heartbreaking if she had lost. Uh, I hate to say it, but... Uh, no, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I think it was good for her to win. <laughs> yeah. And Andrew as well, winning uh, on home soil as well. So uh, it, was a, it was a good week for the Calgary natives. It was. It surely was. <laughs> well, now, squat, let's talk a little bit about just uh, Squash Canada. Uh, recently, they've made some, I would, I would say, exciting moves over the, the past six months, including um, – bringing on Martin Heath to run, I guess they call it the, the elite performance program and, and also Steve Wren. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Martin. Have you, uh, have you started uh, communicating or uh, working with that program since he's uh, taken over that role? Yeah, it's been fantastic. Um, Martin was at nationals to meet everyone um, and held a meeting and kind of, just was upfront and honest about what he wanted to do. And, um, and he's been doing that since, since pretty much around national. Um, he's kind of got a vision and has kind of put it out to us and said, this is what I'm wanting. This is how I think we can get there. And um, it's really great to have someone like him to be a part of Squash Canada and kind of be so enthusiastic and, um, available for all of us all summer he's been in Toronto periodically and you know said if any of you want to hit just send me a message and work it out so uh, I've managed to get on court with him a few times since I've been back Um, but the 
few of the boys, Nick and Mike, and I think Nikki and Sam have managed to get on court with them a bit more um, throughout the summer. So, no, I think it's fantastic. So hopefully it'll pay dividends uh, going forward then. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And uh, with Steve uh, Steve Wren, um, uh, Squash Canada's new, uh, I guess I call it president of Squash Canada, he's an an accomplished player himself. I played uh, against him uh, when I was playing in Canada as a, when I was younger and uh, he brings a, not only as a player, but he, he's also a parent to juniors and has been around the squash game for uh, at the highest level in Canada for many years. So uh, hopefully um, uh, bringing him in, into the picture as president, that will also uh, help uh, things along. Yeah. Um yeah, I think it's fantastic, especially as, as you said, he's had ju- he's had kids that have played juniors. He's also been playing for many years, um, so he's kind of experienced things from now both sides of it. Um, you know, he was I can't remember if he was standing in for maybe Jamie when Jamie left. Um, I guess maybe like about a year ago almost I don't remember but he was stepping in for someone um bef- until we found someone and um he did a great job I think everyone really enjoyed having him there as the person to communicate with um yeah. and very passionate think, that's for sure exactly and it's yeah. great to have you know these new people coming on not that saying the old was bad but it's just a fresh perspective and a you know, like you said, they're enthusiastic. They're wanting to get things going and improve things and a new, fresh set of eyes on it, um, which is never going to be a bad thing. It's always going to be a good thing, especially at, going back to he's had kids go through it all. So he's seen what needs to be improved and what's working, um, which I think will be great for the future. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, he's coming on uh, to the podcast this week as well. So we're going to go a double dose of Canada squash uh, with you and then Steve uh, uh, next week. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't uh, wait to tune in to listen to some of his ideas. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he, I mean, he, he's just, he's fresh off of the uh, the World Masters. He played, we're in the same age group, 50 plus. So I think he, he got to the quarterfinals. So, uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So he's still hitting the ball pretty well um, himself. <laughs> Now yeah. I, I noticed you uh, you you enjoy uh, one of your hobbies. I, I checked on on the PSA profile there. You, you say you like movies. I've seen um, three movies this summer. I don't get to see many movies when I'm you know during. Uh, I don't see many movies during the year, but uh, uh, during the summer I do. I've seen three, and two of them were were very good, and one was a complete dud. It, it was terrible. Uh, the terrible one was um, what's it called the Meg. The one with about the big, the big shark, the giant shark. Okay. Uh, Jason yeah. Statham, the, that 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 action movie star guy. Uh, it was terrible. Uh, one of the one. I mean, my my daughter wanted to go see it, and she wasn't really impressed either. But uh, then we also watched um, uh, the new Mission Impossible, which I thought was excellent. Yeah. I'm still waiting to see that one. <laughs> okay, yeah, you go see that one. You'll you'll enjoy. I mean, it, it, I mean, they're all the same pretty much, but uh, uh, it's exciting. But the 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 big surprise for me was uh, the Winnie the Pooh movie, uh, which my daughter. I heard it's so good. It was 
fantastic. It's fine. I mean, I, all this that the the Jason Bourne and the Mission Impossibles are yeah, they're great. But this is a real story, and uh, it's a it's it's great to see that in the theater again. That type of movie. Mm-hmm. How about yeah. you? Have you seen anything uh, lately? I actually have been so busy this summer that I have barely seen anything but last week when i was in edmonton i went and saw mamma mia too <laughs> okay yeah i saw actually i saw that as well uh, it got didn't get great reviews i enjoyed it though yeah it was very corny um, yeah, yeah. but it was nice and easy to watch uh, okay. you can smile so <laughs> yeah i thought the uh, the main the main actress uh the, the i forget who the, the main one who the singer uh she was quite yeah. good Yes. Yeah. Yes. And she she took over the the singing role in that bar that they had that the little dive bar where they they had the the local band playing. <laughs> yes, that were absolutely awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were terrible. Yeah. But um, now, Holly, uh, thanks so much for coming on today. Now, uh, I want to wish you all the best going forward. I know you have um, the Pan Am Champions coming up, and then the wor- Women's Worlds in China. I, I'm assuming you're you're playing there. Yep. Yeah, and the, uh, would you be playing in the China Open, or are you going to skip that one? Um, I am not playing in the China Open. I'm playing just after World Teams. I'll be going to Hong Kong for the Hong Kong Football Club Open. Oh, good, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, I didn't get into the China Open, and it would have been too tight after Pan Am's um, to try and get over there. Well, Hong Kong, so, the Football Club is great. I've been there. I, I love Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice little club, um, kind of central. You can get a bit of everything around there, and it's a great, yeah, it's a great club to be at. Is that in conjunction with the the Hong Kong Three event? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did see a poster the other day, and it said the Hong Kong Three. I'm not sure what it is, but okay. I'm guessing alongside that, yes. Yeah, where you can put three a team of three together and and just go play and compete against other teams. It's kind of fun. Um, Okay. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. Well, uh, now if people want to follow you on the uh, blogosphere, I guess they call it. Uh, uh, where would the, where what can we? Are you on the uh, on your, you're on Twitter, right? I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. What's your Twitter handle? Um, just Holly Norton. Okay, and you're on Instagram at uh, is that the same thing? Holly Norton Instagram. Um, my Instagram is, if you type in Holly Norton, you'll find me. It has a little weird, I think it has a couple extra E's in there. So it's Holly E-N okay. <laughs> is the okay. handle. <laughs> All right. well, uh, well, if people want to follow you, they'll, they'll go to Twitter or Instagram and uh, we'll, we'll see how things are going uh, in the Caymans. I know you'll enjoy it there. The squash will be great as well. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then the world uh, women's teams. I, I want to wish Canada all the best. It's you, Danielle, Sam, and uh, is there a fourth? Um, Nikki. Nikki Todd, right? Yes, Nikki yeah. Todd. Right. Very best of luck uh, to you and the team, and uh, all the best in the 2018-19 season, Holly. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you very much. Okay, and sorry for the earlier uh, misstep with the recording, but I think we, I think we did okay with the, the sum up there. No problem. <laughs> okay. okay, take care, Holly. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Thank you. That was fun. Bye-bye. Bye.
Thank you so much again, Holly, for coming on to the podcast. And uh, that was uh, podcast number one, episode 44 uh, today. And podcast number two for this week, uh, the second scoop of uh, Squash Canada content is uh, coming up very shortly after this one. Uh, You'll see it in uh, maybe even on the same day that this one drops uh, with Steve Wren, the newly elected uh, president of Squash Canada. So again, thanks everyone for listening and have a great day. Goodbye now.